0: Welcome to Metal Injections, the Squared Circle Pit. Today's special guest, Husker Rob Pompersault. I'm Here's, Here's your hooker, Rob Pospani. I'm back. It's December. It's ridiculous. Welcome to Squared Circle Pit. It is your host, Rob Pospani. Thanks. I almost mispronounced my last name there, but thanks for tuning in as always awesome show. We have the guitarist of Hammerfall Oscar on the show and I love interviewing international wrestling fans because it's always so fascinating to me to learn about how they perceive pro wrestling and how they even were able to get to watch pro wrestling and Oscar has a bunch of great stories from how he discovered wrestling to a lot of great stories from attending WrestleMania 21. He'll go into how he got into it, how he got into the after party, and a bunch of great anecdotes from the party. Now, if you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and, and, and you don't go through the website, I suggest you hit up the website, metalinjection.net slash squaredcirclepit, and uh, check out the photos we're going to post of Oscar with a lot of the the big names from pro wrestling in 2005. Uh, Five or six, or whenever WrestleMania 20 was, 21 was in Hollywood. Definitely worth checking out. And uh, so let's get to the interview really quick. And then afterwards, I'm going to give my thoughts on this weekend's pay per views, talking about WWE TLC, tables, ladders, and chairs, as well as the Ring of Honor final battle pay per view. We'll get to all of that after this great conversation with Oscar from Hammerfall. Now entering the squared circle pit, we have the guitarist of Hammerfall. We have Oscar on the line. Oscar, thank you for taking some time to hang out and talk about pro wrestling.
1: Well, thanks for having me. It's not often that I get the chance to to actually talk about wrestling, so I I'm, I, I think I'm going to enjoy this.
0: That's why that's why I started this podcast. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you're, you're in uh, Gothenburg, uh, Sweden? Or...
1: Yes. Yes, now, I am. A...
0: Now, uh, I'm always, I am always love talking to and hearing about international pro wrestling fans because I'm curious, like, how do you watch pro wrestling in Sweden?
1: Uh, well, it's the network, the, the WWE network. That's ah. basically what you have to, to watch. Uh, there is, I, I, I don't know exactly when the last time it was on television in Sweden, but years and years and years ago. Uh, I, I think probably 90s, you know, and that was WCW, by the way.
0: Uh, so, but before the WWE Network, a few years ago, how would you watch wrestling just online? Uh, well,
1: I, I, to be honest, I've, I have uh, not watched it that much uh, for a couple of years. Now I started watching again, but, back uh, into it. I yeah, I got back into it. But uh, like around, uh it was the time of of Eugene. Actually, that was that was one of the things that I I didn't really like very much about the what mm-hmm. they were doing, uh, well, and that was not the only reason, of course. But it, there was many other stuff. Um, yeah, that, that was that was like you
0: know. when Triple H was the top guy and just beating everybody. That was definitely a not a not a high period for for wrestling so a good a yeah. good time to check out for sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's i guess so uh, but I, I what i wish is that i would have gotten back into it earlier uh i wish i would have been there for the cm punk eras for example that would have been fun as hell to watch
0: yeah yeah uh, that was definitely uh, i agree that was certainly a highlight so let's start from the beginning how did you get into pro wrestling what how what was your first exposure to
1: it this was i think 1991 Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, obviously, my first exposure was in the 80s where, you know, the, I didn't know anything about it, uh, but I, I just, you know, I knew it existed. A friend of mine or my brother actually had a, a an old NWA tape from 85 or whatever, but I didn't really know any. I mean, that's all I I knew it was, mm-hmm. that it was something, but I didn't follow it or anything. Nice. But then um, at, in 91, I, I I think it was uh, Tuesday in Texas, uh, so it would have been maybe November or whatever. Yeah, yeah, at the end right of, after, after Survivor one.
0: Series. Yep,
1: exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, the, I, I, the, it was on television at my, my then girlfriend's house. Uh, they had Sky Channel, you know, the British uh, TV channel. That's what it was on back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Swedish channel. Uh, so only I just happened on it. And Undertaker was on, of course. You know, I, I was really interested and hooked right away. Uh, it took a couple of months. I started realizing this was like a weekly thing, and and you know I I didn't know anything about the, the like the the schedule or the business or anything at all back then. So once I found out what you know this is something they have these pay per views and you know the big shows or whatever, I started getting into it, and from that moment basically I was I was hooked. This this was what I wanted to do. I th- I think if somebody told me back then uh, during the middle of the '90s, late '90s. Um, do you have a a, a a job in wrestling? Not not as a wrestler, obviously, because I could never do what they do, but <laughs> you know just anything connected to involved. wrestling. Yeah. I, yeah, I would have taken it like this you know without a, out a second uh, second thought. I, I was this was my absolute passion. I had wrestling and metal, what were my two passions, and then metal became my job. But wrestling was my my passion for many, many years after that as well. So, which, uh, so came yes. fir-
0: which came first for you, wrestling or metal?
1: Oh, uh, metal. I mean, this. Uh, I'm. I started listening to metal in the early '80s. So, okay. uh, you so know, you're,
0: you're, <laughs> you're a, so so you were a serious metalhead by the time you saw the Undertaker, and then perhaps yes. because the Undertaker was so metal.
1: <laughs> yeah, it drew I, I think into- that's. I'm. I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> you know, it, it, if I, I was uh, let's see, 19 at that time, uh, I was playing in, in a death metal band. Uh, I, I you know that that my whole my whole world was very aggressive metal you know that that's mm-hmm. uh, that's basically what i was playing uh so he fit right in with with that dead man gimmick thing uh, right. i i was in, instantly so you were
0: saying you were watching it weekly so it was on, in the early 90s it was on every week and the pay-per-view
1: uh, well, in Sweden yeah i i guess i mean the the there was the only thing because a, a, a Sky Channel, you know, these was the satellite channels. They come and go, and back then it was not at all what it is right now. So I don't know if, if they had Sky Channel anymore, or for maybe a year or something. Yeah, but, they, I, I believe I, they're
0: still on Sky. I believe like oh, they
1: still are. All right. Okay. Yeah, the the, uh,
0: the weekly shows are
1: on Sky. On like okay, Sky so Sports so maybe pilot. maybe what it was was that uh, we didn't get that channel anymore. I think I that's see. what it was. So uh, I I found uh, because there was on a German channels back then uh, as well. Ah. Uh, so, so that's where I started watching it, and it was basically just superstars. You know, it was yeah. it, 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 you know the show is superstars. Right. Uh, that that's basically what we have. But I I, <laughs> I recorded that show every week for I think. 3 years or something like that <laughs> on, on a VHS tape. So w- every month I had one new VHS tape basically. Oh, I see. Uh, which, do you still have those which, tapes? Uh, of course I do. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but, that's so cool. <laughs> but it's it's all in German, so it, it's it it doesn't, you know, it doesn't give you the same uh, of course, it's it's for you know a trip down memory lane. It's fun because that's how I watched it back then. But right, but right. it's if you want to have the real commentators and stuff, that's you know that's, that's yeah. the best. And and actually, WWF was on Swedish television for a really short period of time. Maybe uh, maybe I don't think even a year. Uh, they they had uh, because I know they were at SummerSlam in '92 in London. When they went there, those two commentators, and, and uh, so it they, they was on one of those, uh, it was on a, a pay channel for for movies back then uh, called TV Thousand. It was, I don't, it doesn't matter. But anyway, uh, and they, they were on for a little while, they stopped, and then they were on, uh, they they moved actually in the same uh, under the same umbrella but a different channel, uh, and they started airing uh, WCW instead because you had do you remember Frank Anderson? The Swedish uh, like amateur wrestler?
0: No, I don't actually.
1: Um, This is WCW wrestler. Well, yeah, he was in the seventies, late seventies. He was uh, uh, one of the best in the entire world. Uh, So he's really famous in Sweden, just for for as a sportsman. I see. Uh, And then uh, in the early nineties, he wanted to try wrestling, uh, professional wrestling. So he signed with WCW, and I, I suspect that the matches and the programs and the stuff that they got on 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 this channel here in sweden uh was set up so that he would be uh like he was the focal point so right. we didn't really get to see any of the you know, big stuff sometimes like clash of the champions and stuff like that the yeah. there's stuff but but you know it really wasn't wasn't much more than that that's actually that's
0: so funny that you say that like i just looked up a photo of him i have no recollection of frank Anderson <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: and and uh, i watched wcw all throughout the 90s so that's so funny how they yeah. did a different version <laughs> for Europe so would you you know, say he was
1: it, never in any in any matches at all I mean th- I don't think he faced any top opponents at right, all right. basically
0: so would you say it was always a bit of a challenge to kind of find wrestling like now <laughs> obviously with the network it's not as much but before it was like
1: yes you take what you
0: can get in Europe a
1: bit of a challenge a bit of a challenge is actually an understatement mm-hmm. it was hard as hell to find the stuff that to watch so basically what I did was read a lot. I mean, this was also before internet. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I used to buy uh, the WWF magazine. Mm-hmm. I still have those as well. Every uh, for like four, or five years maybe. Uh, that was my w- and also wrestling uh, inside wrestling. That, you know those um, yeah the, the after F- mags F- exactly. Uh, th- I, I, at that point, I mean, I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure because it was so early for me. I mean, you guys grew up with it with this stuff. For yeah. me, it was just something I discovered at, uh, when I was almost twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I wasn't—I wanted so bad to believe it was real. So a part <laughs> of me thought, "Okay, I, I, I know th- you know this doesn't really happen." But but you know, this this phrase, "suspend your disbelief," fits so well for me. I, I, it was so easy to do it because that's that made wrestling so much more fun. If I if some small part of me thought it might be real, you know, even if I knew. But, but then I started to get into these... Uh, uh, the, the British magazine called Power Slam. Uh, I guess this would have would have been late mid right? oh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah yeah. I've heard, I've heard so. of Power
0: Slam. A lot of a lot of British wrestling fans always talk about
1: yeah. it. Yeah, it, this was fantastic. They open up a lot of a, a lot of eyes. I mean, they opened up my eyes a lot for to like and, what was behind the the right the right.
0: They talked topic. about the inside stuff, like what was exactly. happening, like why this person won, why this person left for another exactly. company, and that's yes, yeah, the stuff I, that Right.
1: Uh, sorry. Yeah, well, the stuff saying, that you never found out. You know, the, yeah. the, like he was fired, and they never talk about him again. But then, reading but these magazines, you understood what happened. Really. So it's that funny. was really interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's funny you say that. Like I was just talking to somebody at a party who did the whole like, oh, well, don't you know it's fake? You know that whole, <laughs> that whole stupid thing. Like like yeah. movies aren't fake. You know, like you know, like a superhero uh, movie yeah. is supposed to be real. Uh, <laughs> but. It's funny that they say that because I'm always like, yeah, I know the, because it's predetermined, because it's choreographed, that's what makes it good. That's what makes it exciting because half the fun for a wrestling fan, I feel, is the behind the scenes politics of, of why this mm-hmm. person won like, oh, this this ending doesn't make sense. You know, like, why did why did the show end this way? And then you find out the real reason. And so it's yeah. almost as if the behind the scenes is kind of what makes the the stuff watchable.
1: Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Actually, I I can, I, I agree to to a certain extent. It, it, it's definitely much more fun to watch the things if you know the backstory right. as well, and not just what what they you know the the on-screen story. I mean mm. that, that, and as to be honest, so, sometimes it is hard to get into the on-screen stories now. I don't know if i I'm, obviously I changed. I mean I'm 20 years or, uh, older now, mm. uh, so obviously my. Perception of things and the way I, I I react to things is different now than it was 20 years ago, but it, it still feels uh, like it's it's a little bit bland. And I guess it's this PG thing, you know, the, the the it's supposed to be a violent sport, but only violent up to a certain point, and then it's it's uh, it can't be more violent than than you know you can't hit each other in the head with the chair, shots, and you can't show blood and all that stuff. Well, but uh,
0: but the reason you can't hit each other with the chair though is yeah, because it's been yeah, found I to give permanent brain damage, so it's probably right. Been, right. And I don't <laughs> the blood I, I could see, like I get what you're saying, but uh, the chair shot. I think, yeah, I think it's honestly right. uncomfortable for me to watch old footage where people get hit in the head with the chair. Uh,
1: okay, <laughs> it, was, it was not the best best example, but but that, I know what that, you're saying. Yes. Yeah, so, so what I meant is, I really I got. Got into that whole ECW era thing mm-hmm. and the attitude. I mean, the pre the, the, the era before that led to the WWF right, right. attitude thing. Uh, I was very into to that as well, and that was through tape trading. Uh, uh, okay, that was great. Yeah, so I wanted to people, talk yeah. about.
0: It. So it's it's funny that you have this experience. I'm assuming with tape trading from the '80s, right? With, with metal, mm-hmm. and then oh, yeah. that, now <laughs> it becomes tape trading with ECW tapes. And that's so funny that you say that because I also tape traded in the mid and early '90s when I was getting into ECW because I, I got into it and nobody in my area knew what it was because it was only on at three in the morning, so you really <laughs> have to either stay up or or you yeah. know set your VCR and it was the best wrestling, at the yeah. time. <laughs> it was so much better than WWF and WCW and I don't know well, if... what
1: era, what the area was this you said? I... Oh, I where, where was this? I live in New York. All uh, oh, right. Okay. okay. So
0: I mean, pretty big market, but like ECW didn't—they didn't really do any marketing. You know, it was very word of mouth, and this was mm-hmm. like slightly before, like the internet was around, but it wasn't as you know that big. So I just—the way I found it, I was just channel flipping one day, right? And, and I saw Raven, and, mm-hmm. and Raven uh, used to be Johnny Polo, and I'm like, well, that's Johnny Polo, but he looks <laughs> much cooler Shut now.
1: Back. Yeah, exactly. He looked really, really uncool in in WWF. Yeah, that's, and that's then cool. he looks like
0: this kind of like grunge metalhead. Yeah, and I'm like, well, this is awesome. And
1: yeah.
0: and then I saw Sabu, and I was hooked. I have to yeah. Sabu. I was yeah, like, it's... well, that's it. I have to watch this every week.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, Sabu was a, a really good at uh, at getting people because you, he was like, you, you once once you watched him once, he was doing things that nobody else was doing at that time in in. In, at least in the U.S., so he, yeah. he, he just, it he, he was unbelievable. He could do anything. It, he could do the violent
0: stuff, the hardcore stuff. Yeah. He could do, you know, cruiserweight yeah. stuff, like high-flying. You know, nobody was doing triple jump moonsaults before.
1: <laughs> no, that's, that's true. <laughs> but he he was, I was just thinking about that. Because I, I, with the network, he's so cool, you can go back and watch uh, different stuff. And, yeah. I, I mean, they don't have the early ECW, they just actually, those sort of yeah.
0: No, they have every episode now of the show. Oh, they do. Yeah, they like this year. Like they just added. Oh, wow. So you can go watch
1: week to week. <laughs> wow, that's cool. I didn't know that actually, because I thought the, the the early ECW was the property of uh, what's the RF Video, and that's no, I no, no, he no, no, no,
0: no. They bought the entire library. RF Video have oh, their oh. own. RF Video tape their own tapes when they were there, but ECW like ECW uh, has uh, their footage and RF Video has their footage. I see So Every episode is on there And I've kind of What I've been doing Is like When I have nothing to watch I started in ninety ninety five And just going week to week (laughs) Watching the show And it's such a trip It's Some of it is still Like A lot of it I feel holds up Because it's so good It's so entertaining And exciting Yeah
1: uh, they, that's what I liked about that time. I mean that era. And we were to get back to what we were talking sure, about before. Sure. It, you know, it, because I I liked the believability of everything. The the I mean, forget the heart, the chair shots to the head, but but everything was more stiff than. And I guess that's difficult on the bodies for the wrestlers and everything. But just as a spectator. Mm-hmm. It's easier to get into this when you have MMA that you know what 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 it look what a submission hold looks like. So, you know what happens if you get one clean shot uh, on the jaw or, or you know behind the ear or whatever. Right. Th- then people go down, and then uh, that's what I what I, what I was getting at uh, with uh, the, the, the believability. today's. Yeah. No. I told, yes, so what the, you're saying is right.
0: you don't like the more cartoonish aspects of things, which is kind of going back to what you're saying with why you checked out when Eugene was a wrestler. Yeah. It was just, it was so silly and it wasn't about, <laughs> like, the wrestling that you enjoy is wrestling that simulates an actual fight, is well, what trying that,
1: to say. Not necessarily, I mean, yeah, it, yes, that is what I'm trying to say, but it's not that's uh, you know, cut and dry as that either. Right. I mean, okay. I, I can definitely enjoy a, a fun match or a fun angle or whatever, and, and it doesn't have to be believable all the time. It's just <laughs> overall. Uh, overall, sometimes it gets... To, well, actually, I don't know if it's the believability. It's the, the everybody's so streamlined nowadays, and that's uh, hard. There's nobody that really stands out. You know, it, when I tried to get back into wrestling again, and this was maybe, I don't know, three years. Four years ago, maybe I don't know exactly when it was, but I do remember what was
0: happening. Like, what were the the first? No,
1: not not really. Uh, I I just remember I saw a list of the names uh, Mm -hmm. because I always watched the Royal Rumble every year, even Uh if I didn't follow wrestling. And then there was these lists of names, and I've never heard of them before. And they were almost the same. I mean, they didn't sound the same, but it was like, uh, (laughs) you know, you had Heath Slater and Dolph Ziggler, and it was just a list of names that for me just blended together. Uh, I know their personalities are different, but uh, it, it's it was that was one of the diff- difficult parts for me to get into everything because it was so nobody really stood out or very few people stood out in the way that they used to do. So that I guess is the cartoon aspect is a good good thing. You know that everybody has a a proper gimmick, even though even though they were uh, you know garbage men <laughs> and clowns and stuff. <laughs>
0: Well, like we could we do without Duke the Dumpster, Josie, for sure. Yeah, for sure.
1: I guess we could. Uh,
0: but So what, what I'm curious then is, have you watched any wrestling from Japan? Because that is very, very stiff, very yeah. snug. They're like really hitting each other.
1: Yeah, I, I actually have a little bit. Not not so much now, but uh, I used to watch. Uh, that was basically for the, the, wow, the um, wow factor, I guess. You know, the FM, old FM, FMW tapes. Well, oh, so the more,
0: the more ultra-violent stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. But, well, actually, that was one of the things. I remember uh, it's, uh, Atsushi Onita. Unita, uh, Unita he,
0: of course, the legendary <laughs> Unita.
1: Yeah, he had some sort of um, Sky or something, some shit like that he was using on people. And I, I knew he was, by, back then, by that time, I, I was sure, I, I knew that he was not for real. I knew that they weren't trying to actually hurt each other. But... Onita was. <laughs> he, he, he fooled me, I, I could say. You know, I, I, I mean, think it was I, really, yeah, Onita was crazy. I too. fell for it.
0: <laughs> I mean, Onita. I remember a friend of mine brought a tape over that he got from Japan on eBay yeah. about, like, the craziest matches, uh, about, you know, the craziest matches ever. And most of them were with Onita, and they were, like, exploding <laughs> cage matches, which for those of you who've never seen it, basically it's a 15-minute match. And at the end of the match, it doesn't matter if the match is over or not, the entire ring explodes. Yeah, you have to get
1: the so, hell out of the ring. Like that's it's so the crazy. Then they, were, I, I saw they had one exploding swimming pool match once. Yeah, with the, with was, piranhas, it, right? Like,
0: it, it, like there was a of tank with piranhas that you were throwing
1: people. It was just it's insane. It's, it's just crazy. crazy stuff. I mean, and 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 I, I didn't watch a lot of that either. I, right. I read. You can only take so much. TV. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that was one of the reasons I. I, I stopped watching wrestling, not just because I didn't uh, care for the product. It was not like I, I thought this sucked, but my, things in my life, it it, it it demanded too much of my time, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. I had been following MMA as well, par- parallel to that, for, for a while, since the mid-90s as well, actually, since 96, I think. And once, uh, I guess this was around 2007 or 2008. Uh, yeah, it would fit, because 2007 was the first time that the UFC came to to uh, um, to Europe again for, you know, they, they had been gone for many years. And I went to that show and from that point on I, I was much more an MMA fan than a wrestling fan. And that's why I basically, I, you know, I, it, there was only so much hours a, a week that I can devote, devote to anything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically that's what it was uh, for me. and It was it's like yeah, I had to watch six hours every week plus pay-per-views and stuff. And if you sat there and felt, uh, I don't know if I, you know, I I can do something better right now. And That's why I fell fell out of love with it a little bit. Uh, but the funny thing is, all those years I still watch the Royal Rumble. And I still watch most WrestleManias because it, it was just, uh, you know, <laughs> I I, 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 I it, it's in going. my blood. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's in my blood. You know, if, even if I've never been in the ring, I still am passionate about it. So, so are you watching really...
0: now? Are you are you trying to follow it a little? Yeah.
1: Way? Yeah, now I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching the big shows because you can't you can't watch the Raw and SmackDown on uh, uh, on TV here because it's it's unavailable. And and I, I I've gotten so used to over the years just reading about Raw and SmackDown. I, I that's all I've ever done basically, uh, except and then, when so, we. We'll, so do you like
0: read and then like if there's something cool, you'll look up a video of it or?
1: Yeah, yeah. that happens. Yes, but yeah. mostly just read uh, read about it. So uh, I. I I was a subscriber to the Pro Wrestling Torch for for several years, mm-hmm. uh, for a while. Yeah, quite a and th- that was a great uh, great source. Because then I even if it took took a week for me to get, you know, get the, the actual newsletter, it I still got all the results and everything from from there. So I, I you know I could yeah. keep up with what was going on.
0: Yeah, I, I love I, I subscribed to the Pro Wrestling Torch in the in the 2000s, and now I subscribe to the Wrestling Observer.
1: Come I out. just did as well now for the first time through the Observer. I just tried it because they had this Black Friday deal, mm-hmm. and I figured, okay, why not? I mean, I I I, uh, I follow Meltzer on Twitter, and I so uh, yeah. he he's always talking about stuff, and I and I felt like, okay, I'll I'll give it a shot. I, I want to get more into it uh, yeah. a little bit deep. I like North. it a
0: lot more than the Torch. It's much more in depth with the news, and like his his reviews are interesting. Yeah, uh, and they have really good uh, podcasts every week, so it's definitely cool. Yeah, so, so, so yeah.
1: That's, I haven't tried those yet, actually. Uh, it's It's been – because I'm I listening to this other podcast with Lance Dorm and Cyrus, and I think this is so entertaining. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's, yeah, they just
0: started that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I'm – every time I, I get a you know, free time or me in my car or driving or whatever, I always listen to <laughs> to those podcasts because it's it, it's – they're so much – so fun to – this banter that they have. They, they don't banter with each other actually so much, but it's just – I just found that very entertaining and they talk about an era where I was actually a big fan of wrestling as well. So whatever what they're talking about, it it's I, I know what they're talking about, you know.
0: So that i I'm guessing you mean like the attitude era? It was your favorite what was your yes. favorite era?
1: Yeah, the, uh, I mean yeah, attitude. It has and to who be. were your uh, guys? Who
0: were your guys? Who who were you rooting
1: for? Um I generally uh, the rock, of course, uh, he was uh, was my favorite uh, above all uh, the rock and the undertaker. but generally, I just like to watch you know the, the 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 entertaining the good matches and the entertaining angles, those what I, it doesn't it didn't really matter back then. everybody was so over anyway. it didn't mm-hmm. really matter didn't really matter uh, who was in the angle or, or you know of course it did in the end but 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 uh, but I, I appreciate everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what, yeah, what angles?
0: What angles stand out for you as like great memories of being like so entertained or shocked?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I, I like the uh, when Undertaker crucified somebody it was. I don't know, it was it Stone Cold or something? It definitely oh, Steph- okay. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That whole angle was, in the retrospect, was really well done. I the thought. The mystery uh, of darkness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, and then Vince McMahon was revealed to be the higher power. Yeah. How did you feel about that when he was like, um, "It was me, Austin." Yeah,
1: <laughs> that 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 was maybe uh, a little bit too much. I thought that was uh... <laughs> that's when I jumped the
0: shark. I agree. Yeah, it didn't make
1: sense. No, it did not really. Not with everything that's been going on before that, but but uh, I, I went. To my first wrestling show ever was in. Um, uh, 1998. I, I went to a Nitro uh, in Orlando, I think it was, or something, or, or well, Florida anyway. Oh, we were, awesome. uh, yeah, we just finished a tour with with the band Death, and uh, we had a couple of days before the the flight was home for some reason. So, uh, we went to um, to a Nitro taping, uh and it was just unbelievable fun. <laughs> Do <Did laughs> you thought remember it what
0: was... happened at the show? Like which, which
1: I, Actually, was... I I rewatched it on the network uh, just maybe six months ago or something um and I think it was that that show where when uh, Rick flair had a heart attack in the ring oh wow okay that uh, and uh, uh but but I was not so much into wcW it was basically a, a, in Sweden there was never a competition because you couldn't see any of them on television mm-hmm. anyway but but I still always I mean I, I I got into it with with wWF so that was where my my uh my loyalty, yeah. loyalty lies. So, so it was a bit of a. I mean, I read about it, but I always rooted for WWF, if you know what yeah, I mean. Same
0: here. I agree. Uh, but <laughs> like looking back now, I really I do miss WCW a lot because there was a lot of yes. stuff that they did that WWF didn't really do. And it was cool to watch at the time. And there were a bunch of cool wrestlers. And yes. I, I definitely recommend going back and watching old WCW from like 91 to 93 because it was some of the best wrestling. Around still holds up, like oh
1: yeah, with, with when Vader was on top. When Vader,
0: uh, with Vader, the yeah. Steiner brothers when they were in their peak, yeah. like there was one event. I, I think it was a Great American Bash. It was the Steiner brothers versus Lex Luger and Sting, and it was one of yeah. the coolest match. It was such a hard hitting, stiff, athletic match. And it was, yeah. I, I just like the WCW always treated at least before before NWO, uh-huh. they they treated wrestling as more of a sport than entertainment. Whereas WWE is more
1: entertainment than sport. Yeah, that was the distinction back then. I guess mm-hmm. maybe unofficial, but still, yeah. But but uh, they also had some uh, not so. I don't know. This was not during the NWO era, I think. But uh, this. Uh, do you remember that the the um, electric chair match?
0: Oh, of the, course. Yes, that was terrible. Uh, but good uh,
1: it was. Uh, do you remember uh, when the the the? <laughs> The, the, that was the worst. I mean, the, okay, you have an electric chair match, and and somebody's gonna get electrocuted, and blah, all that stuff. But then you can't even make like one of those the switches when you actually turn on the 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 chair. Right, the, chair. the production <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you can't even make a switch that stays up in the on <laughs> I was just, uh, it's laughable now. And, and I, this one, I I looked up and and watched and just because you know to get to get a laugh out of it because it's so ridiculous. Uh, and then when they actually, I oh, said Abdullah the Butcher ends up in the in the chair. I think when they actually get him in the chair finally at the end, uh, it, it's just it's you, you don't really believe that he's getting electrocuted. Let's put it that way. it's yeah. uh, it, it it was one of the low points. Uh, uh, but but like you said, there were there were a lot of great re- like you, uh, wrestling matches back then as well. Um, but the, 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 when I, then. Uh, when I saw um, the WWF for the first time uh, was that was one of the greatest things. We went to uh, we were we were actually recording in Nashville for for a couple of about eight weeks I think or something. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this, I, I was so lucky that WWF came to Nashville Coliseum or whatever the hell they called the arena. Uh, and and nobody liked wrestling, but I got Joachim, the singer to go with me. I actually paid for his ticket just to have some company, but but he he had a good time and that was also. Yeah, a show with The Rock, obviously. So I got to see him uh, do his thing, and, and and I was just blown away by everything that night. That was that was one of the highlights. Until uh, I I went, I I got I was actually backstage at WrestleMania twenty one in Hollywood. Oh in, wow. uh, How did that happen? i uh, because I know Mickey D. You know the drummer from Oh yes, well, well from Pete, Motorhead. But um, uh, and uh, he knew yeah, i don't think he knew anybody that was a wrestling fan in sweden except for me so mm-hmm. when when they were going to play this uh, the, the triple h uh, song uh, his intro song live at at the wrestlemania thing he called me and said oh you should come over uh, and at first i was like yeah there's nothing i would rather do i mean i i would give my left arm for this you know mm-hmm. but i can't just go to la for, for for 3 days it's impossible and then he just said typical mickey, mickey like why not <laughs> uh, yeah, I had yeah. no good, answer. so <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm gonna ask my friend if he wants to come as well uh, because I don't want to do all this by myself. And I'll, I'll call you back in, in a little while. And my friend was as, 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 almost as big of a wrestling fan as me. It was just throughout the whole '90s and and 2000 it was just him and me. We I I didn't know anybody else that liked wrestling, and we watched every pay per view together almost, uh, almost every pay per view together. He came over to my house. Uh, whenever I got it what, from tape trading or from one of the guys at the German uh, record label that we had used to send me uh, stuff because he had a setup at home, a satellite thing, so he could record the pay-per-views with the actual commentary, like the the you mm-hmm. know J, J-R and, uh and and uh, uh, Jerry Lord. Yeah. Uh, so that so, so we used to watch those two together, and he, he was ecstatic. So we flew over and did this whole thing that, where we you know we were treated as. As members of the the band Entourage, whatever, so we we got this dressing room where 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 they were. We got to hang out, and and uh, this was a dressing room close to the other dressing rooms. Basically, like you don't know how it is with those uh, those stadium things. So just a, a long line of, of things, and I, it was so surreal for me, being such a big fan for 15 years almost, and you know seeing all these people that uh, the first person that we saw and, and not even that we, we got to drive with um, with with uh, with motorhead in their limousine to get you know drive into the arena underneath uh, uh, in the parking garage underneath and whatever right yeah. and the, yeah, that was cool in itself just yeah, unbelievable that's crazy. and and then the first person we actually see coming out of the limo is Stone Cold Steve Austin and I thought <laughs> okay I shoot me now it can't get any better than this you know <laughs> yeah that's awesome but it did. It did get better. Uh, we spent a whole day around there, watched the the show, the the matches on the backstage monitors together with Stone Cold. By the way, one of the matches it was I didn't So talk you to got him there before.
0: early. Did you see like any rehearsals or, or any, any, uh, any pre-show preparations?
1: I, I think there was some, uh, and we got out, went out to watch the. I think people were in the ring, just you know, talking through some matches. But but I was too mm-hmm. buzzed, you know, by by energy uh, to to re- to understand anything what was going oh, on, right, and right. to it was just so many impressions in one day. Uh, and th- this whole event, I thought, like I said, I didn't think it could get any better than this. Uh, and we we. Uh, uh, we're not allowed to go to the after party because, you know, that was only for, for, for the wrestlers and, and the band and stuff. And so, okay, fine. It just, it is, it's fine. I understand this. So we went home to our hotel and, and we were, like I said, we were walking on clouds. This was the best day or the best weekend that we ever had in our whole lives. And then my, uh, Mickey called me and said, uh, they changed their minds. You're allowed to come if you want. And now the, the, this is, you know, the, the, the part where, this this was for me for 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 me at that point in time, uh, this was like the teenage Oscar getting to go backstage at a <laughs> festival with, with you know Judas Priest and Accept and Iron Maiden and, right, and right. Uh, you know Wasp. But every sister, all my favorite bands were there. That was exactly what this was because because it was in in Hollywood uh, in in I mean in Los Angeles. Uh, there was a lot of people who weren't actually on the show were there, mm-hmm. uh, and so and of course. We got to take pictures with all of them, uh, even the Undertaker at the end. I pestered him all night, and he always said and he had an excuse that uh, oh, I, I, I have to go talk to my wife or you know, whatever. He didn't want to do it, of course, mm-hmm. but but since you know, since I like, I told he was like the reason I got into it, and he was my favorite for so many years. Uh, and and luckily, we ended up at the you know when you get to coast at the end of the, sh- the night because we didn't leave until they closed the place. You know? <laughs> And it was the same with him and a few others. So then I so my last chance. Okay, I just want to say I'm sorry to bother you again like, because he probably recognized me. Like, I'm such a big fan. Of, you know, that whole thing. And you were the reason I got into And then he was in a better mood. So I got to take my picture with The Undertaker. And I, I got to say, I've never felt smaller in my whole life than I did at that <laughs> time. He's such a big man. I'm pretty tall. You know, I was taller than most of the other guys, the, the wrestlers there. How tall but are you? I, uh six let's see with six three or six three point oh, okay. something yeah
0: yeah pretty tall yes yeah.
1: so yeah so, and i i know from the pictures like edge and and uh randy orton and those they, they all look really tall on on uh, on television yeah but they're not as tall in real life i, I have I, that
0: i have that same experience too i'm six five I'm really a, i'm a really tall guy and uh, i always assumed that i would just be like an average guy uh, in wrestling. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like one of the, uh, I wouldn't look like a giant or whatever, but I've, I've had the, I've been lucky enough to have the opportunity to interview some wrestlers at press events. And I'm always taller than them. Like, like for example, the Miz or even Brock Lesnar, who is one of the most intimidating people. Like I'm, I'm taller than him. And it was so, it was so wild to be like, Granted, though, yeah. he is much wider than me and much yeah. scarier. So I'm not I'm not trying to say anything at all about that. But it, it, it was certainly a surprise. So at this party, who yeah. else who else was partying until the very end? What other wrestlers did you, did oh. you
1: recognize? Uh, back then, I was really drunk because <laughs> I was drunk on happiness and, and on lights. But it was just. I I don't really remember who was there. The I think uh, it was it was his name. Uh, Orlando Bloom. Jordan. Oh,
0: Orlando Jordan. Orlando Bloom is an Yeah,
1: actor. <laughs> he was there. He, he uh, I didn't know this, but he apparently he was gay. Uh, and I believe
0: he's bisexual.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So and, and I I think he tried to to pick up my friend actually. Oh. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, my friend is is. A lot shorter. He's kind of t- small, actually, to be for for like uh, he's I don't know maybe he's, you know five eight or something. He's mm-hmm. he's really short, um, and so uh, we were just walking outside, waiting for a cab. I think we were, and I think he uh, what happened was, and I was just drunk, so I uh, Orlando uh, just asked, "What's happening? Uh, you know, are you guys going somewhere?" So I, I don't know. I'm just probably going back to the hotel. Uh, and so, and we got the feeling that he wanted to come. And it's like, yeah, yeah, let's have a party. And I said, because I was oblivious to what was going on. And my friend, obviously, he's not bisexual or gay. You know, he's got a wife and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like a bit uncomfortable with this whole thing. So he he told me in Swedish, like, shut the fuck up now. <laughs> We're leaving, you know. <laughs> uh, so so that. Didn't happen for Orlando. Uh, at that time. I mean, he, he was really nice, but but uh, that was you know, if you're not gay, you're not gay. I guess that's what it is. All
0: right. Of course. Uh, were you able? Did you spot Vince McMahon at all? Uh,
1: did you uh, no, I didn't. But but I did say uh, I mean we were in Motorhead's dressing room in the afternoon uh, and that was uh, Triple H came in after all bloody and with the belt uh, or maybe he lost the belt yeah he lost to Batista but he came in afterwards with with blood on his face and and just it, it, I shook his hand and stuff and that was really cool I mean we talked about him being on top and all that stuff but he's I, I think he gets got a lot more a, a lot. Uh, Of negativity from from people Mm -hmm. that were uh, you know like us maybe or like me that didn't understand better back then, Mm -hmm. Uh, because what he's done it's I I think he he, without him Vince McMahon would have been uh, in a much worse position than he is today I I think yeah anyway but well so yeah I just got got lost Uh, Vince was never there but uh, I got to to meet Ric Flair and Chris Jericho of course wow who was my medical for that uh i just said hi and, and took a picture that's basically what it was but mm-hmm. uh but i have a picture with myself steve austin and rick flair in it uh no sorry uh yes well i can't remember now uh, but <laughs> it, i i don't i took so many pictures that that day uh but i think it was with um uh no no sorry a picture with Ric flair and a picture with stone cold and chris jericho that's what it was Nice. And, and The Rock, of course. That, well, that was great because I, I really wanted to get a picture with him. And uh, he was busy as always. He he was also just there visiting because he had, had uh, left for Hollywood back then. So I think he, because he was in L.A., that's why he was there, I think, mm-hmm. at the after party. Uh, and uh, because I had met Chris a couple of nights before at the Motorhead show that they did uh, where Fuzzy opened up. Uh, uh, so we were talking when, when The Rock came over. And, and uh, he basically uh, – The Rock said, okay, I got to go, guys, blah, blah, blah. And then Chris went over to him and said, "Okay, this is my friend Oscar. He really would like a picture with you." So he just did one quick one with me, and then he took off. And and that was so so nice of Chris to do that. I will never forget that yeah, because yeah, of, that's because right. The Rock, you know, uh, he was such a, such a, uh, an entertaining character, and then one of my favorites, like I said. So I really you, enjoyed have, that.
0: Have you run into Chris at all uh, with his band Fozzy while touring or at any festivals? Uh,
1: not on festivals or touring, but uh, we went to uh, the, you know Nam, the music fair in. Oh in, yes, uh, of course. Yeah, I, I, I met him and uh, and Rich there uh, once or twice, I can remember, and that was when he was singing uh, on stage with with Striper the same evening, I think, or the oh, next evening, right. whatever. <laughs> so, but, so, but yeah, yeah, sorry.
0: So, just to wrap things up a little bit, uh, uh, you said you watched the big shows. Did you happen to see Survivor Series?
1: Yes, I did. I did.
0: What did you think of uh, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar?
1: <laughs> um, very surprising. I, 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 had for once managed to stay out of the, you know, the, the predictions and all that stuff, and also the spoilers because I watched it the next day, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I was blown away. Uh, it was, but, but I had read about, you know, how how over Goldberg was at that time, and I watched all his interviews and stuff, and, and the interaction that they had on, on Raw before. Uh, and and I, I this this is this is electrifying. This is really really good. So I Where when, I, when I, I didn't understand how they would do this But I, I also realized if they do this this is not going to be the end of course, you know, there's going to be something more uh, so uh, after when I when I got time to digest it uh, and I also I read afterwards online a little bit uh, Why they did it and then I totally understand why and it, it was a really good uh, good angle now that they have going. Uh, and, and Royal Rumble has never looked more interesting than than it, it already does, and it's only two participants, and uh, as far as I know, two participants that are are announced for it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think it should be a very fun show, I, and I'm curious to see where they go with it. And I was very shocked at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, shocking was uh, was a great word for it because it, it was so unexpected. Right? This mm-hmm. what happened, uh, and it. Yes, last thing uh, uh, for for me, uh, or not last thing, but I I want a little bit, a little fun fact. I used to have a wrestling fan scene when I was younger in uh, Swedish. I did. Uh, Like I I told you before, it was not at at all available, uh, or uh, wrestling has been very, uh, uh, well, I I wouldn't say it's non-existent virtually in Sweden. Uh, It has been for, for many years, especially in the early 90s. Uh, when, when they had it on television, it was just for kids, and no, no sane grown-up, you know, paid any attention to this. That's basically the attitude among everybody else, except for those few who, who liked it. But I started a wrestling magazine in Swedish, and, and I wrote about, you know, my my angles, my take on everything, and the news. I got some news for Power Slam and, and from from the Torch or whatever, you know, it's stuff like yeah. that. So it came out, you know, three times, four times a year. I don't remember. But I did have subscribers after after a while, which was interesting. And they oh, they great. talked about the, the magazine, the fan scene on, on television. That was kind of cool. Because they were moving to a different time slot. So he said, uh, if you want, I can show you know, show your magazine and then show your address in the in the on the screen and everything. And so he did, and that was really cool. So that helped a lot. I, mean, I you know I didn't never made any money off of it, of course, but it was fun to have. I think at one point I had maybe two hundred. Uh, Coffee sold or 150, 200, something like that. I had over 100 subscribers anyway, mm-hmm. which was big for, for you know 100 people in, in Sweden that like wrestling. I didn't know there was 100 people that liked wrestling in Sweden, <laughs> so uh, it was it was very unusual.
0: That's very cool. Uh, yeah, I also had a, a wrestling before I started a metal site. I yeah? I had a wrestling site as well, and that's kind of wrestling is what got me into metal. Uh, I've said oh, yeah. I'm a little younger, and uh, what really got me into it was. Uh, a few things, but mostly well, what got me into rock was see, hearing uh, Diamond Dallas Page's theme song. I don't know if you remember, but he came out to like a fake version of Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit.
1: Oh, okay. I don't remember this.
0: Uh, and so <laughs> then I was like, oh, I should check out Nirvana. And, uh-huh. and then around the same time, Sting started coming out to Metallica's Seek and Destroy. And, uh-huh. uh, and then I was like, oh, I should, che- I should really get into Metallica. And so that's kind of how it happened for me.
1: Yeah, uh, that's good. I mean, th- that's probably kind of unusual though to go go that way, don't you think? To, to like uh, get into rock music through the wrestlers' entrances.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I guess it could be. I don't. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, just, but it's, it, it's cool how it happened. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great.
0: Cool, man. Well, Oscar, thank you so much for taking some time uh, <laughs> to hang out with me here uh, on the square No problem Circle.
1: at all. It was my pleasure.
0: What an awesome guy, and it was great to, to hear the, his passion and, and just how he would watch wrestling and how, thanks to the WWE Network, it's allowing all of these international wrestling fans to keep up with the show where they otherwise would not be able to. It's Rob, and I want to remind you, if you enjoy the show, I'd love to hear your feedback. Please tweet us, at SquaredCirclePit, no E in circle, or my personal Twitter is at Rob Injection. Also, Facebook.com. Slash squared circle pit. This past weekend was huge for pro wrestling. Two big events. I'm going to start off with the Ring of Honors final battle event. It's their last pay per view of the year and it's almost kind of become like their biggest pay per view of the year. It's where all the big angles conclude and you, I watched the show on Saturday afternoon and I loved it. I had to, you know, I didn't have all the time in the world so I kind of plowed through some of the matches I was I wasn't as interested in but it, it seemed like a great show from start to finish. It was hard to have to choose to what to fast forward to because I I was on a limited schedule but I highly recommend going out of your way and trying to find the three-way dance for the television title which was Marty Skrull versus Dragon Lee versus Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay right now is perhaps one of the best guys on uh, the indie scene always entertaining matches him and Ricochet both are in a league of their own and, and it's so cool to have Will in Ring of Honor now regularly appearing and these three absolutely tore the house down Will Osprey did this leaping shooting star press onto the outside which was the, one of the craziest things I've ever seen And immediately following that match was the Young Bucks versus the Briscoes. And the Young Bucks, I feel, are a pretty controversial team. You know, Jim Cornette is not a big fan of theirs. They get a lot of heat, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of drama about how they don't really sell, which, you know, make the moves look as painful as they should. But they put on a ridiculous... app, app, Like, the match looked like a video game match. It didn't seem like a real match. Ended up with a flurry of super kicks, and that was really cool. And then I don't know how the main event topped it, but it was a great main event. It was Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, and they did a hardcore match. And I'm not really too crazy about hardcore, but the way they used thumbtacks was pretty inventive. That's all I'll say. Definitely at least go out of your way to see the last three matches of the show, but the whole show was worth seeing. As for tables, ladders, and chairs, the gimmick definitely helped the pay-per-view be one worth watching. The main event was absolutely excellent. AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose had a great match. AJ Styles just cannot have a bad match. It's physically impossible for him to do so. Also, I can't believe Dolph Ziggler and The Miz, of all people, had a great match. Two pay-per-views in a row where they had good matches. And I'm, I'm shocked, genuinely, and that was a great match, and I love the ending of that. And overall, it was, there were no really weak matches on the show. It was a good card. I'm, I'm curious about Roadblock. I'm interested in the main event. I hope Kevin Owens retains. I don't know how he's going to do it with this Chris Jericho feud that they're starting. And uh, obviously, I think Seth Rollins is going to win his match against Jericho. Or maybe Jericho wins, and then uh, Owens and Jericho have a feud. Lots of ways they can go with that. It, it's Getting pretty intriguing, and also I want to talk about the angle with the uh, certified Gs, Enzo and Big Cass, and Rusev and Lana. Lana, basically, very it was kind of a a weird angle where this past weekend Lana convinced Enzo to come back to her room to help cheer her up after her fight with Rusev, which was all just a ruse. For Rusev to beat up Enzo. It's like, geez, Lana, you're into some kinky shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for the Squared Circle Pit. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'm going to try to have another new episode in two weeks. Keep the trend going. And like I said, you could always tweet me at Squared Circle Pit at robinjection facebook.com so i circle pit the match of the week is definitely marty Skrull versus will osprey versus dragon lee from roh uh final battle definitely seek it out and i'll see you on the other side